scream as much as you like, my dear. No one can hear you here. <laughs> why, why have you strapped me to this operating table? Call it an old man's whim. <laughs> All right, why have you strapped me to this old man's whim? <laughs> and what? What? With that little black box. Don't worry, my dear, you won't feel a thing. I just attach a wire here, a wire there, and then I turn this knob and. This is the BBC, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it's around the hall. No, no, anything but that. Yes, it's round the horn. This is the witching hour, the time that ghoulies and ghosties and long-legged beasties walk abroad. And they're not bad judges, because here is Kenneth Hall. Hello, and welcome to the show. Well, now, as this is the first of the series, here are the answers to last week's questions. <laughs> Complete the following similes, and the answers were as a brush, like the clappers, and as a coot. <laughs> now, I got several correct answers and a letter from a firm of solicitors threatening legal proceedings and representing a Mr. A. Coot. <laughs> Apparently, it's quite untrue as he was at home in bed at the time, and he sent a photograph to prove it, taken at home. In bed. At the top. <laughs> right now, Smith. Armpit Theatre presents a gripping story of German air races in World War I. Cheaper than the Blue Max, Armpit Theatre presents the Plastic Max. <laughs> My name is Heinrich von Horstwessel und Klagenfurst, Reichstiefelsermundplatzervogel, Stumpenrock und Gildenplatzer. There's a hyphen in it somewhere, but I never can find it. Now, the year was 1918, and I was the commandant of a German fighter squadron on the Western Front. The war was going badly. Our planes were in a shocking state, and we were sending up anything that could fly, patched up albatrosses, clapped out halberstats, and we even tied wings on the squadron goat. But you can't do the things with a goat you can do with a sop with camel. <laughs> and if the planes were bad, the pilots were worse, with no experience of combat. One morning, there was a knock on my office door. Come in. Overlight in the grass, Michael, reporting, sir. As you were. As I was what, sir? As you were when I first met you. The moonlight gleaming through your sauerkraut. <laughs> A new batch of pilots has arrived. Ask them to goose step this way. In here, pig dogs. Eins, zwei, eins, zwei, eins. call the roll. Yes, sir. Von Schickse. Yup. Adolf Steiglitz. Yup. Albrecht uh, von Gotterdammerung. Yup. Cohen. Hello. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm a little bit worried about Cohen. Oh. Why, sir? He's the new chaplain. <laughs> Hans Wangler. You're all right, man, Captain. That's right, you're German. <laughs> who, uh, who was this young foot Wangler who stood before me? He was a different cut, of a different cut to the others. The others all had dueling scars on their cheeks. 
He had one down his back. Tall, blonde, arrogant, handsome almost to a fault. Go on, that's my heart good to hear it. <laughs> well, that's all there is. That's all there is? Yeah. The only thing about my appealing elfin face, my doe-like orbs, my fashionably flat figure, my cultish legs, isn't there anything about that? Well, they must have forgotten to put it in. I could have been another Twiggy. <laughs> <laughs> Too late, you were twigged long ago, Charlie. <laughs> May we continue? Oh, don't let me stop you, Jack. Right. <laughs> Fort Vanger. Fort Vanger, you're looking at me strangely. Yes, sir. It's those medals you're wearing. What are they? Well, this one is the Kaiser's Medal for conspicuously helping old ladies across the Unterdenlinden. Linden. And this one is my Yogi Bear Club badge and bar. And this is Germany's highest award, the Plastic Max. Oh, I should like to wear the Plastic Max. You, you, you have to be an ace to win the Max like Captain Horseman Cockpowder. He, is he stationed here? Yes, see that tiny speck up there? Yes. Well, wipe it off, will you? those damn flies. <laughs> they get everywhere. But here he is coming into land now. That's von Kuckpowder, the greatest ace in Germany. Oh, what a pilot. He can make that plane do anything. See the way he's weaving his way through that herd of cows on the runway. And look at that. Oh. A perfect pancake landing. <laughs> Cook. Jawohl. We'll be having sliced beef for dinner. The mess. <laughs> Some hours later. The pilots are discussing their day's adventures. And there I was, just north of Mons, and I saw this dog fight. I climbed, banked, and threw a bucket of water over there. I hear the English are using tiger moths. How can we combat them? We're being issued with tiger mothballs. I did I didn't know Tiger Moth had... Waiter! <laughs> ...had been invented yet. Yes, sir. Uh, more beer, sir? Yes, bring us two steins. Uh, here you are, sir. I'm Epstein. I'm Goldstein. <laughs> Boy, are we in the wrong plot. I think the Americans have entered the war. Why do you say that? I nearly shot down Ben Lyon today. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Yes, sir, Bangler. Is that von Cockpowder over there, the one with the window in his eye? That's a monocle, yes. Oh, yeah. I'll introduce you. Von uh, Cockpowder, no. I'd like to present uh, in association with S.A. Golinski. <laughs> Hans uh, Footwangler. Pleased to meet you, Cockpowder. Not plain Cockpowder. Mm. Can't you tell by the way I stand, the way I move, the way I hold a cigarette that I am a fawn? You. <laughs> You can't blame him. It takes Vaughn to recognize another. <laughs> he's, a, he's a commoner. Uh, and they don't come much commoner than him. <laughs> you Junkers are all the same. You're also proud because you wear the plastic Max. But I'll win the Max myself one day. I'll shoot down more planes than you. Then it'll be Junkers go home. <laughs> the aristocrat Airy smiled icily, bowed, clicked his dentures, turned... <laughs> And Goose stepped out of the mess. But fate had not finished its grim gavotte. The tragedy lurked in the wings. Enter Betty Marsden, all eyes and teeth. 
many of them her own. <laughs> ah, darling, ever so lonely without you. How about a little drinky for your leapling? Oh, Hans, this is my wife, Brunhilde. Brunhilde, Hans Footwangler. Come here, woman, kiss me. Mm. But my mm. husband. Damn your husband. I love you. Oh, darling, darling. I love you too. Run away with me. Be mine. Yes, mm. yes, my darling. Yes. Yes. Yours. I'll be yours forever. Mm. Oh, good. For a moment I thought you two mightn't get on. The next day, preparing for the dawn patrol. Oh, this will be your plan, Fort Bangler. What is it? It's a Douglas Smith Mark II. <laughs> now just uh, try the throttle. Rum, rum, fat, fat, casplot. <laughs> I need turning over. <laughs> that, that is the understatement of the year. You can't send a boy like me up in a crate like him. You. You've got to go. There's only you and von Kuckpowder left. You're to keep in touch with each other by means of this. Now, this is the latest example of German technological electronic know-how. What is it? Two old baked bean tins attached by a length of cotton. Are you ready, von Kuckpowder? No, well, here, Commandant. Good. The two pilots climbed into their machines, the mechanics swung the propellers, the planes taxied up the runway, and Furtwängler and von Kuckpowder took off looking like two great birds. It's a disgrace. <laughs> Red Leader to Red Fox 2, are you receiving me? Red Fox 2 to Red Leader. I am receiving you loud and clear. I am flying at 5,000 feet over Cologne. Oh, what's the weather like there in Cologne? Very good, Jean. We've got a request. <laughs> a request here from Sapper Loomis of... of B-A-O-R-14... For the best mum in the whole world, and Granny and the twins, and he's asked for Kathy Kirby's latest number. Have you got it? Oh, yes, we've all got her number. Look out, Red Fox 2, on your tail! A stop with Camel at five o'clock, can you see it? I can't see it at five o'clock. Tell it my place, drink is six. The English fine is diving on you! You don't stand a chance! Two vicars blazing on one wing, two rabbis on the other in their arms! <laughs> Here come more! Look! Behind the camel, a walrus! And look, elephants! Clowns! Here's a flying circus! <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the base. Oh, where are they? They've been gone hours. Where's Hans? You love him, don't you? Yes. Yes, I want him. I need don't, him. Don't, don't, my dear. I know what you're going to say. I can't help it. I need Hans to make somebody happy. 
me. See, there's only one plane coming back. It's a riddle Douglas Smith coming in on the wing of the prayer. Chug, 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 splut, splut, stream, stream. <laughs> What's the matter, Smith? I can't lower my flaps. Poor Hans is in trouble. Hand me that big bean tin. I'll talk him down. Hello. Hello, Hans, darling. Brunhilda, I'm in trouble. My undercarriage has been shot through. My engine's on fire, and I've got chap legs. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll guide you in. Left hand down. Cut your engine. Fat, fat. Silence. Left rudder. Left rudder. Steady, steady. Now back a bit. My rudder has dropped off. My wings have dropped off. My propeller has dropped off. And there's flames licking round my joystick. What am I going to do? <laughs> what am I going to do? Crash. Oh, all right then. Is he... Yes, my dear, look. No hands. Well, here now the Fraser Hayes Four have been putting their heads together with sticky tape and have come up with a plan for the perfect murder of more. Ladies and gentlemen, the Fraser Hayes Four...
now, the round-the-horn colour supplement. Here, first, Sunday night personality Seamus Android reports from Pinewood Film Studios. All right. Hello there. Well, now, uh... <laughs> All right. Now, I'm here... <laughs> ..for the young actress whom I have often... <laughs> ..as I know you have. Indeed, we all have at one time or another. And, in fact, has won many awards for it. So here... So here with me personally herself, in person, in an impromptu, unscripted, off-the-cuff spun... I can't quite read it. Uh, uh, oh, tenuous interview. It's Leggy Gamma, Miss Gammy Lagan. Uh, now, tell me, Miss Lagan, to what do you attribute your overnight success? Oh, I see, and very charming, too. Uh, <laughs> with that, back to the studio. Thank you, uh, Seamus Android. Yeah, thanks, Seamus. Or, as you are known to millions of television viewers, chairman of the board. Now. <laughs> Now, our What's On in London feature brought to you yet again by Brad Smallpiece. Ah, uh, has a loose end. There's <laughs> no end of activities for the visitor to London to amuse himself with. There's jam, bang, or dipping at the sailor's hostel, Glyndebourne. <laughs> Nark fettering on ice at Billingsgate. Demonstration of brass rubbing by the Reverend Lippy Gongamagoulis at the municipal strip of Paddington. Uh, but I myself would make a beeline for Tulse Hill and the stripper armour Darby and Joan Club. <laughs> where the Bishop of Snaresbrook will cut the tape and thus inaugurate his mile of hedgehogs. <laughs> yes, well, good luck, Bishop, and keep taking the tablets. <laughs> well, now the colour supplement turns its attention to the horse, its place in English life. The English have always been keen judges of the qualities of a horse and are never more shrewd than when horse trading. I seem you be a good judge of horse flesh, squire, and old Jem wouldn't guide you wrong, sir. I tell you, you won't go far wrong with this son here. His father was a derby winner, and there's breeding here and class and quality. This be the finest horse you'll see round these parts. Well, sir, can we strike a bargain? Well, yes, I, I'll, I'll have a quarter of a pound. And, uh, <laughs> Don't bother to wrap it. The cat's not that particular. <laughs> it's sad to reflect that the old village smithy is a thing of the past. What a picture the old smith used to make standing outside the forge, touching his forelock to the fancy. Or was it... Uh, <laughs> was it touching his fancy to the forelock? <laughs> well, whichever way it was, it was very picturesque. Ah, the old smithy. How there, blacksmith? Would you shoe this horse? Aye, young master. Go on, shoe. Get out of it. <laughs> oh, thanks. I've been trying to get rid of that horse for weeks. <laughs> the English love stories about horses, hence the popularity of such films as National Velvet and Son of Flicker. Gee, Gramps, why have we got... Why have we got to shoot Flicker? Well, son, it ain't easy, but a man... Man's got to do what a man's got to do. And I know what I got to do. And... And then, are you going to shoot Flicker? 
Yup. <laughs> Old creed ain't no use no more. Broke a leg, got a shooter. But Gramps, gee shucks, gosh jolly, golly. <laughs> Do you have to shoot her? Afraid so, son. But you said I could. Ah, <laughs> uh, there she is. Flick off, friend. Guess it's the end of the trail, old buddy. Don't, don't look, son. Goodbye, Flicker. But, poor, do you have to? Couldn't you just put my leg in splints? It gets me right here. Oh, dear, just as well as it isn't television. Now, many songs have been written about horses. Horsey, keep your tail up. Bless this horse. <laughs> horsey, horsey, don't you stop. Don't you ever stop. But of course they don't, do they? If they do, it's a sign it's going to rain. No, no. Here now is a man... Here now is a man who's a positive storehouse. I think it says storehouse. It's rather a... <laughs> sort of thick blue line through it. It's difficult to read. A storehouse of ineffable folk songs. The effable... Rambling Sid Rumper. Allow me, dearie, for I tether my nudges to a grouting pole while the old grey mare is grunging in the meadow. Yes, and better there than here. Ah, 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 precisely. It would only upset the studio manager. It would indeed. Now, uh, I imagine you're going to sing us a song about a horse. Yes, tis a song about the Somerset Nog. Nog? Yes, so-called because it's a cross between a nag and a dog. Oh. <laughs> See, it's a half Suffolk punch and half Dachshund. It gets very foggy on the moors. Oh, thank you for that piece of country law. That's all right. That's all right. My song tells of a man who wants to go to the great fair at Ganderpoke Bog. Yes. And so he... Uh, uh, yeah, you've heard of it, have you? Yeah. And so, so he, he asked the farmer, you see, for a loan of the nog so he can take all his friends with him, and it proceeds in this fashion. <laughs> reg pubes, reg pubes, <laughs> lend me your great nog. <laughs> Rollock me faucet and griddle me nose. For I want for to go to Ganderpoke Bog <laughs> With Len Posset, Tim Screevy, the Reverend Phipps Peg Leg Loombucket, Sonny <laughs> Levi, Ginger Epstein Abel Seaman Truefit, Scotch Lil, Messrs Cattermole, Mouse Habit, Neepthigh and Trusspot Solicitors and Commissioners for Oaths <laughs> Father Thundergast, Fat Alice, Con Mahoney, Yeti Rosencrantz, Futong Robinson, and Uncle Ted Willis, and, and Uncle Ted Willis, and And thank you, Rambling Sid. I must admit, you sounded exactly like the back end of a phantom knob. 
Romantic stories of horse riding abound in fiction. Here's an example of one such story. Hey, darling, you're back. Had a good ride? Oh, yes. I so love it. All alone, galloping along. There wasn't a soul about. I was watching. <laughs> From the window. You rode like the wind. Your, your hair streaming out behind you. you. You looked as if you were part of the horse. Which part? <laughs> <laughs> I love you when you're so flippant. <laughs> and I love the way you... Handle your palfrey. Why don't, why don't you come out with me? Oh, you know I can't ride myself. I've tried, but I keep falling off. <laughs> I'd, I'd much rather, I'd much rather watch you, if you don't mind, Lady Godiva. <laughs> Not at all, Peeping Tom. <laughs> so much for horse lovers and so much for our show. We'll be back again next week when with yeah, me... Yeah, yeah, wait a minute. Yes. Yeah, what about Jewel and me? Yes, what about Jewel? us? Go on, sir, tell him. Oh, well, I got me wild up. All yeah. right. <laughs> Oh, what is it? What about our parts? parts. Haven't we got parts? Oh, I'm afraid not. What about no. our parts? No. <laughs> what, no. no jewel and sand? Well, that's a disgrace. Grace, disgrace. Grace. We're much loved characters. Much we loved are. characters, we are. Much. Gifted artists, Gifted. aren't we? Yes. Nothing for us. No. We're all dragged up special. special. <laughs> oh, I mean, no jewel at his peace dress. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> beautiful. No, all done lovely. I'll see it later. All right. I'm sorry, but the. I'm sorry, but the writers couldn't think of anything for you. Couldn't, couldn't think of anything? Oh. oh, don't be ridiculous. Easy to fit us in, Easy. It? Slip us in? Yes, anywhere. anywhere. <laughs> oh, I think it's disgraceful. Yeah, but, well, no, you could have had us where we was Eskimos, and I could have said, I'm going to the igloo for an egg. Yeah! <laughs> or we could have been in a railway booking office, and I could have said, Jules checking his departures and looking up his Bradshaw. <laughs> No, 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 no. I don't think so. The audience may have seen a secondary meaning. Them? Secondary meaning? What? They don't even see the first meaning. <laughs> laugh at anything that might be dirty, don't yes. they? Disgusting. No, don't put yourself out. No, I come won't. On, come on, no. don't plead with him. Well, I won't. It cheapens you. It cheapens me, doesn't it? You're quite right, yes. If he don't want us, he don't want us. No. And that's all there is to it. Yes. We'll go where we are, appreciate it. That's true, yeah, come we'll on. try that. I'm sorry I'll read that again. They're yes. grateful for any old rubbish they are, aren't they? Yes. Come on, it's a disgrace, then it's a bird of arms. It's like a load of rubbish. It's a disgrace. Grace. Yes, well... <laughs> you know, I have a feeling they'll be back, rather in the way that the seaweed always comes back to the beach at Worthing. <laughs> well, we'll be back anyway. See you next week. Goodbye. That was Round the Horn, starring Kenneth Horn, with Kenneth Williams, Hugh Paddock, Betty Marsden, and Bill Pertwee. On the musical side, you heard the Fraser Hayes Four and Edwin Braden on the Hornblowers. The script was written by Barry Talk and Marty Feldman, and the show is produced by John Simmons. <laughs>